Welcome back to Advanced BS Outlaws Part 3. Go! Oh, no. uh, oh sorry. Hi. <laughs> I'm Logan. I'm Caleb. I'm Steve. And get um, a rope. What? What? It's outlaw. Go. That's what I meant. No, that's fine. Because we're outlaws. Yeah, we're, we're outlaws? I don't know. Okay. I think. <laughs> Steve Undercarriage <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> What? The outlaw. Is that his, out, that's his outlaw name. That's my outlaw name, is Undercarriage. If we're wanted by the law, why are we taking the time to record a podcast? We should we should leave. Because we're, we're that kind of outlaw. Yeah, we don't care. Um, I'm <laughs> Caleb. You mean, we're that kind of outlaw? You mean the shitty we're type the of outlaw? We'll die young. I'm, uh, I'm Caleb Cactus Stash <laughs> Carmichael. That's what the ladies call him. And I'm mm. Logan John Stamos Nielsen. Oh, Oddly specific. Yeah, well, I'm gonna throw them off because they're they're gonna you just they're gonna, gonna be looking for John they're, Stamos. They're gonna kick in that Fuller House set, and I'm gonna get away scot free. <laughs> nice. They're not gonna do any research. Nope. <laughs> get him. Anyway, <laughs> outlaws. Yes, I. So we talked about Billy the Kid and Jesse James last episode. Yes, we did. And mm-hmm. so I thought we were talking about: Are there any other ones that kind of come to mind that like everyone knows? We did leave off, I think, two big ones. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Not necessarily well known as the Outlaws, but because of the movie. But as anymore. Paul Newman and Robert Redford. Yes. Boom. Yeah. They're so. known they're known as the dreamiest of outlaws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. <laughs> right? They can eat so many eggs. Well, I was trying <laughs> That's cool hand loop. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> no, I just like that in your head, it seems like that's like Paul Newman does that with every character. Oh, like yes. every, yeah. every movie he And ever every did. character makes his own salad dressing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, but real quick though, we had a correction about. We did have a correction, and I'll get into that too because I've got a little bit more on. Oh, it's um, later. Okay. I got a little bit more on Frank James. We talked about the last days of Frank and Jesse James as a movie that existed with um, Johnny Cash and Christopherson and Willie Nelson and just beautiful. But despite, despite the the names of the the movie, Frank James lived quite a bit longer than than Jesse James. And actually, while we're in it, if I can find my notes really quick. Uh, Caleb vamp vamp for a little bit. Caleb. Uh, you know, one time <laughs> oh, I what was I an outlaw. I got two speeding, no, two uh, traffic tickets <laughs> at once when. A, uh, Steve, quick find it. I got it. <laughs> Good. Uh, so <laughs> thank you, Caleb. So Jesus, <laughs> that was you smell burnt toast. Good lord. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know how to outlaw vamp. Follow the rules. So Frank James, really quick, just to finish up last week. Follow the rules. I just got what you said. Um, What's up, Wenderman? So I looked up some stuff on like the younger brothers. There wasn't a lot. The other members of the the James gang, the young, right. James younger gang, um, Cole younger. <laughs> Caleb got excited again about older brothers. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, 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 I so, internalized it this time. So Cole younger, the younger of the younger brothers. Was, <laughs> oh God! He was arrested at that bank robbery we talked about, where they arrested both the younger brothers, uh, and they accepted life in prison instead of being hung. Mm. Hanged. Hung. Uh, <laughs> Is it hanged? Instead of being killed Let's see. by rope. Um, well hanged. Yeah, that's what it is. That's how I. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. how it is. Um, so what was he? He was arrested, and they said you can either be executed or take life in prison. He took life in prison and was later paroled. So I don't know what life in prison means. That's a lie, then. Yeah. Lie well, in prison. No, it, could, it could be life in life prison with possibility, with possibility of parole. parole. But that doesn't make sense to me. I know that exists, but 
You're you're in prison for life, and unless we change our minds, then <laughs> well, you're, no, you're, you're in prison for life. Unless you're good. Unless you're good. Well, no, it's you're in prison for life unless we deem that you've been uh, uh, rehabilitated. But then why give them life? Why not just give them like because 50 they, years? They don't the suspect that it could happen, but it could. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he was paroled as the optimist. Life so sentence. Cole Younger got out. <laughs> Cole Younger got out of prison, reunited with Frank James in 1901. And they're still married to this day. <laughs> it's just a beautiful love story. <laughs> no, they, One for the ages of the younger James They marriage. They spent the rest of their lives after 1901 talking about... They toured the country and talked about the Old West to people. Man. They just made... I know. I, if, you, I'm, if you survive being an outlaw, then you could just go around and be like, hey, who wants to sit around and pay tickets to hear about all the people I killed? Yeah, yeah if it you was, survive, can't do that now. anything, like if you survive like the Civil War, if you survived any oh, of sure. those, like just touring around and telling a story. But the thing is, is like, I'm not talking about a soldier that killed during wartime. I think it's funny if nowadays if you had someone who went around and killed people and stole their money and then they just they got out of prison and go okay now I guess they we do have no, that we actually do have, yeah. 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 I would say OJ oh, wrote a book called If I Did It yeah if I did and it, actually right? I think when I was in high school we had someone come and visit that was in prison as like a gang member telling us about oh. the dangers of yeah. being in, in gangs we, which in Newton Iowa you don't have to stop here. <laughs> this does not no, have to be on your tour we had a unless you consider 4H a gang. <laughs> <laughs> You got a gang of people raising bunnies. Mm-hmm. What are these weebelos I hear about? Mm. <laughs> that's their word. That's their word for yeah. it. What corners? Does, that's their, uh, what corners do the weebelos have? Weebelow. <laughs> um, we no, but that's like, But especially too, like we found too in the last episode, we talked about how a lot of these guys, their careers, careers, quote unquote, as outlaws, weren't that long. A lot of them. No. So really, you just had to. You had to break a few just, crimes for a couple years and, and then live off that for the rest. And so many of these people I read about, because I read about these lesser-known outlaws, and we'll talk about them, they really are, like, they're... I don't know the word I wanted to use to describe them. Like, when law got involved, they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry, sir, I'll turn on everybody around me. Like, you hear about these, like, bad, badass outlaws. I'm a out bad there just man. I, nobody messes with me. I'm the best gunslinger in the West. Oh, I got captured. Oh, here's my friends. They did it. Can I get out of prison, please? I'll do a show. And then they get out and they're just like, oh, here, I used to be a badass outlaw. And then they have a show with musical numbers and whatnot. There's a lot of dancing over here that you can't see, but. Oh, look at me. I'm a murderer. <laughs> but they, the Frank James and Cole Younger toured talking about the Old West and things they did. So Cole Younger went from, we're going to hang you. To now, I just tour around talking about stuff like that. That's a pretty, that's a dope, pretty dope career trajectory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, now that you're talking about it, I, I want to see the implied scene where, like, hey Frank, um, hi, it's it's me, uh, uh, Josh. I'm the dance captain. Um, listen, uh, Frank, you're missing all of your pivots, mm-hmm. and I need you to hit those just so we can have the dance number live. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to talk about outlaw stuff. (laughs) But Frank and Cole toured. Frank James actually died in 1905 peacefully in his sleep. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um, But when they did the autopsy, he still had 11 bullets embedded in his body when they did the autopsy. (laughs) So he died peacefully, but he had 11 bullets in him. That's a lot. That's a lot of bullets to to be okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's more bullets than you're gonna want in your body. Mm-hmm. Probably. I'm not a doctor. A couple is what you should have. Anything right. more than that? Obviously, just, I have a couple. Like, I mean, you gotta avoid anything. Anything without excess is fine. Sure, yeah, good. yeah, guys, yeah. No. Guys, bullets in moderation. <laughs> Shoot responsibly. You yeah. Know what I mean? Or get shot responsibly. Get shot responsibly. Bullets in moderation is the name There's of the no show they to, actually toured on. No, no <laughs> when to say when is all yeah. I'm saying. 
Um, but that's that's my Frank James. He actually did live way past Jesse and not, actually lived a pretty normal life after 1901. For the not most my part. Frank James, though. He's, he died when he gave up Hashtag, being yeah. an outlaw. Hashtag, Hashtag not, not my Frank. Frank. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. All right, so Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I just wanted to get Frank James out of there. If, I don't know what that means, but you know. You just well, went, I, you I interrupted you and said, hey, talk about Frank no, James. No, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's, it, it bookends last episode, and now we're good to go into Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So Butch Cassidy was Robert Leroy Parker, uh, born in 1866 in Beaver, Utah. He, he wrote the theme to Ghostbusters, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Robert Leroy Parker? That's the one, right? No, he invented board games. Him, <laughs> his, him and his brother. The Parker brothers, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they, were, yeah the, they were outlaws, and they then were, they came up with life. A notorious... Is or is that Milton? Notorious. I hope that's not Milton Bradley. Oh, shit. He'll oh. come after us. Come oh, on. the Milton Bradley gang. Oh, God. Um, actually, board game creators do sound like gangs. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Milton Bradley gang and the Parker brothers. <laughs> Um, but he left home at 13. He was part of a Mormon family and then just left to go be a laborer at 13. I'm done being Mormon, bye! Yeah. Um, he met Mike Cassidy, uh, who was a cattle hustler, and joined his gang and took his last name. I think just, not like they were, that, that sounds like they were married. They, he just decided, you're a cooler dad than my Mormon dad, so I want your last name. Oh. That's, I don't, I'm, I'm putting words in Butch's mouth. You certainly are. Um, I want to see the sitcom cooler than my Mormon dad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would watch, I would watch that. that show. Um, so, I imagine it is an animated show. I like that. Sure. Maybe. I like live action. <laughs> uh, C- CGI? Um, puppets. So, I, want, I, want puppets. One of those, I want an old marionette show. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. So Butch Cassidy uh, took on the last name, then left again at the age of 17 and formed his own gang known as the Wild Bunch. Uh, the Wild Bunch is where he met the Sundance Kid, whose real name, I can tell why he went it's by Sundance Robert Kid. Sundance. Larry Longabaugh. Longabaugh? Longabaugh. Um, so I can see why he went by Sundance Kid. Oh, Larry the oh, Outlaw. Harry. Oh, Harry. Harry Longabaugh. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was Larry too. Harry Longabaugh. Harry, um, Harry Longabaugh? <laughs> old Harry Longabaugh. Which is what I call, never mind. Um, you're... Your, your dick, my dick, your, uh, your wang. Harry Longabaugh. Now it's known as the Sundance Kid. Your dick? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, so together as the Wild Bunch, they robbed a lot of trains, stagecoaches. That's what they were famous for. Was basically robbing anything that moved. Nothing stationary. That's not how they rolled. <laughs> um, but in 1901, they were so badly wanted for robbing like trains they would, and stagecoaches. They would try to rob banks, but just like walk through it. <laughs> Oh, keep, oh, we're used to this shit moving. <laughs> they would keep riding past. They keep, yeah, they just keep, they just keep riding. When's this thing stop? Throw the money out. <laughs> uh, in 1901, they were super mega wanted, and so they fled the country. <laughs> Ultra super mega wanted. Um, they fled to Argentina. Wild bunch house. <laughs> um, so they fled to South America, moved to Argentina first. They continued robbing banks and trains once they got to South America, because why not? Um... So they were robbing banks once they hit South America. Yeah. Have you have you guys... I, I'm not saying this has actually happened, but you guys see the movie, Butch Cassidy's I Sundance am. Kid? It's great. When they go to Argentina, they can't rob a bank because neither of them speak Spanish. Spanish. Ah. So it's, it's it's a really funny sequence of them just standing, pointing guns, and they're just like, well, like... And they have, like, a couple of words they each know, and so they don't get done. So I think some girl, like, helps them or whatever. Oh. Nice. But movie stuff. Um, I just like that scene. They moved to Bolivia. They thought that they had a cattle ranch also in South America they may have been running while robbing for money. 
Um, nobody really knows. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, the Bolivian government came forward in 1908 and said that the police shot and killed Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy was cornered and shot himself. No. That's how it ended. He shot himself? He shot himself. Oh, okay. That's what the Bolivian government came forward and said. Now, that being said, there are rumors, again, with all of these, that they actually came back to the U.S. under different names, that they paid off the Bolivian government to say they're dead. Um... An example of this is a man named William Phelps, who lived in Washington. He claimed to be Butch Cassidy. His face was similar. They looked the same. He lived until 1937 uh, and died in a nursing home. Um, He wrote a book before he died called The Invincible Bandit, known as Butch Cassidy, which historians read it, and it is really detailed about Butch Cassidy. Oh, really? Like, very specific about stuff they could actually find that actually happened. And in his belongings in the nursing home when he died at 1937 was a ring that was definitely known to have belonged to Butch Cassidy. Oh, shit. And a pistol with Butch's brand uh, in the butt of the gun. Like the brand he used on his cattle was pressed into the, oh, the gun. Hmm. So there is also another person who came forward that said he was the Sundance Kid. I don't have as much on him because it wasn't as detailed as that. But they said like he had so much stuff that belonged to Butch Cassidy and the the biography he wrote was so detailed that they would be like, it had intimate details about stuff that went on with like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. So even if he's not him, he's got, he's he's got spent a lot of time on it. He's got some, he's either a super obsessive, crazy old man, or he was Butch Cassidy. Cassidy, And it's really hard to prove one or the other. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's, he's actually managed to collect these belongings. Like to get a hold of a ring that belonged to Butch Cassidy. Yeah. Is impressive. And then was it that, cause Did the Bolivian government, like, they never said, like, where the bodies were? They never presented the bodies. Ah, see? They said, we killed Sundance Kid and Butch Cassidy shot himself and we took care of it and so they're dead. And they released that to the U.S. government. Hmm. I like that. And so it may be that Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid got enough money to be like, hey, will you tell the U.S. that we're dead? And they're like, yeah, see. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Right? Spanish? Probably. Maybe. I know know. it's Portuguese in in Brazil. Um, And so they may have have lived on. Um, The other thing I have is more about the movie, but I found it to be a fun fact. Um, The Bolivian scenes, the Argentinian scenes that they have in the movie were filmed in Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, The entire cast and crew, everyone there came down with uh, Montezuma's Revenge, which is basically excessive diarrhea. Yeah. Due to drinking the water supply. Yeah. In America, we call it poop party. Yep, old poop party. Um, but yeah. what's funny is Redford and Newman were the only two people out of the entire cast and crew that did not get sick because they charmed the the, the virus. <laughs> all they, <laughs> all you they... don't want to get me sick. Oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Uh, no, the oh, only Paul. thing Robert Redford and Paul Newman would drink the entire time they filmed salad dressing whiskey was alcohol <laughs> yeah. or soda. That's it. They refused to touch water. Oh, boy, they were. But they, they said yeah, that a lot of their scenes were they had been drinking before they even filmed. Yeah. Those two guys. Also, the that other person sense. who was up for the role uh, was of Steve what? McQueen. Of which? Uh, Butch Cassidy. Oh. In Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid was Steve McQueen. They told him they didn't know who would get top billing between him and Newman at the time, and so he turned it down. Because they said, we're just not sure how it's going to go. And he said, I want my name first, then Paul Newman's. And they said, we don't know how that's going to So is Paul Newman going to be Sundance first? Yes. Oh, I I guess I have And actually, when they cast it, Robert Redford was going to be Butch Cassidy and Paul Newman was going to be Sundance. And they still ended up switching them. Because he was cast as Sundance from the beginning. And then they found Robert Redford after Steve McQueen said, if you don't put my name first, I'm not going to do it. 
Um, so Robert Redford came in, and then they ended up switching the roles, thinking that this will be better. And it ended up, like, I don't know whose name was top-billed. It, the, the story goes is that Steve McQueen's name would have been first had he done it. Yeah, probably. Because he was Butch Cassidy. Yeah. But he just, he, he wanted it in writing, and they're like, well, we're just not sure how we're going to bill it yet. I think Paul Newman's is, but I'm not sure. I think his name is first, and Robert <clears throat> I mean, I, I, that, I mean, maybe it's just me, but, like, it they seem, like, just, like, simultaneous. They don't, it doesn't seem like one is more than the other. Well, by that point, in my, like, in my... Paul, Paul Newman had been around, lo- well, I mean, like, in the, like, the sheet. Like, yeah, not yeah. just the poster. In the yeah, cast, they're next yeah. to each other, but... But, I mean, like, know. like I, I, I couldn't yeah. imagine, like, thinking of one of them as... Well, yeah, well, especially in, in that era, bill. because... Paul Newman had been around longer and had already been like an icon, but Robert Redford was more recently famous because mm-hmm. it was yeah. Because when did that movie come out? Was that right? When when that movie came had out? they done the Is Sting? The had they done the Sting yet Maybe. together? No, the Sting was after. Okay, I think it was in the seventies. I think, but Maybe. I've seen the seventies. B.J. Thomas did the, the song. Raindrops are falling on my head. Written by I believe Burt Bacharach. Burt Bacharach. Yeah, it was um, for sure. That's, that's all I got on Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, but that was a little bit about the movies and stuff like that. Um, Just, I love the idea, though, like, back then, because we've, we've said this is the... I mean, this one seems really legit. I mean, not legit, but that it might be Butch Cassidy, the guy who went on, but that was even the last ones where people would be like, yeah, I'm Billy the Kid, or, you know, whatever. It's like... Right. Back then, it was so easy just to be like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go change my name. Like, you could, like, it's so, like, right. th- these guys could all be those outlaws. Well, they had, why not? they had 25 like, people come forward saying they were Butch Cassidy yeah. in the United States. This is just the guy who had the most legitimate argument that he was. What's funny is, is that he wrote this biography. You come back, you pay off the Bolivian government to say you're dead. You come back, you assume this other identity. And then when you're getting near the end of your life, you're like, oh, by the way, I'm Butch Cassidy. Like, I don't see that happening but i guess if you well, what a, for someone with that big of an ego maybe maybe you don't want to just sit and die as this other person or, or you're just like if i write a book about this shit and it's real good that can be m- part of my estate that's true boom i just took care of my family that's yeah true. or part of part of well and also if you have that much esteem you maybe you're thinking about like legacy like maybe that's what you're going to leave. Right. Also, you start but thinking you, a lot about legacy at the end of your life. But you do think about that, like you you said. I hate to bring this up again, but you said the O.J. Simpson book. You do think <laughs> about like the, the ego that like you get to a point where you're like, I already got away with all this stuff. Now I want to write a book and yeah, talk more about. I mean, because I don't want to. I don't want to say who's guilty or what. But <laughs> but but it is like this whole thing. Like you can't just sit and die as this. As this iconic figure, and not yeah. tell people that oh, I am that person. Because that guy died in what thirty seven? Yeah, said, something like that. Nineteen thirty seven. Oh, they're they're gonna try the old guy for being Butch Cassidy now. You know. Well, and it's probably at that point. I, I would assume thirty years after the fact, there's not gonna be much evidence to because they fled the country in nineteen oh one. Yeah, exactly. That's so what there's I'm not saying. gonna be much they can try yeah. him with at that point. Probably. The movie Butch and Sundance was sixty nine. Oh, damn! That was so close. Sixty nine. Eighteen sixty. The sex thing. Or the, or, the, uh, wow. or the summer of, right? Ah, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid in 69. Uh, Butch, Brian Adams, and then the Sundance Kid. Soon. He could make that happen, right? With his time machine. Listen to other episodes. Or, again, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. Hey, guys, let's, re- let's reference some more time. Do you guys, you guys want to hear about the other outlaws I looked up? No. No, let's okay. just call it here. Let's take a knee on the episode. <laughs> All right. I can't go for five weeks. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, we're 20 minutes in. Let's just go home. Uh, okay. Let's, let's just good mail enough. it in for the rest um, of the So, first guy <laughs> I found, John Wesley Harden. <laughs> okay. Um, 
He was a son of a Methodist preacher. He was named son after. Of a Methodist. Is it John Wesley is the founder of the Methodist religion? Am I wrong? Right. Uh-huh. I believe that's true. It's okay. John Wesley, but it may be Wesley. He was named after the guy who founded the Methodist religion. Shut okay. up, Wesley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting my own religion. Um, he was stabbed. Or no, sorry, not he. He stabbed a boy at the age of 14 for taunting him. This is the start of John Wesley Harden. Don't talk shit, you guys. Uh, it gets it, that's that, the lesson. This is basically how he is for most of his life. Um, is a, a stabber. Yeah. Someone uh, calls him Yella, and he gets yes. Stabby. Same thing. That's why Stabbed. when I, I like I'm saying when I read about these outlaws, they're just they're very like quick to react. They're hot blooded. They're just like don't look at me funny. Stop looking at me funny, and then they stab him. Yeah. And then when they're arrested, they're like, oh, I didn't mean to do it. I, you should have seen what he was doing. Yeah. Like, oh, no, they're, if you if you brought them to this time, they would just be assholes mm-hmm. who go out to They'd bars. They'd be complete assholes. <laughs> What'd you fucking say, bro? <laughs> Nothing. What'd you fucking say to me? No, I, I ordered a drink. Duh, like, duh, oh, duh, why? Duh. Why? What? No, he was talking shit. You heard him. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Um, <laughs> I just wanted a Shirley Temple. <laughs> um, so while while this is after slavery was abolished, that this guy was Yay! a, a yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's good. That's, <laughs> that's good. why I did that. Um, he was wrestling with a former slave whose name was Mage. Um, John scratched his face during the fight. Scratched Mage's face really bad. Um, Mage came back with a couple of friends to. It says stage a, a retaliation attack on John Wesley. John fired three shots in the air and said, "Don't come any closer. You know, don't don't start a fight with me." I Mage, have a gun. I have a gun. Mage did not back off and continued to move forward. So John shot and killed him. The police came after him. The problem was in the South, the police force, for the most part, as I was doing research, was made up of freed slaves. Most of the police force in the South was former slaves, Ooh. which surprised me. I didn't know that, yeah. that they stepped in roles of being police officers. Um, so the police came after him, and there was no way he was getting out of murdering yeah. uh, a former slave. Um, so he killed three of the police officers that attacked him. Oh, damn. He kept getting arrested, escaping, arresting, uh, escaping, all this stuff. He kept getting away. Um, he finally made his way to Abilene, Kansas, um, where he had gotten away. He was free. He was staying in a hotel. The guy in the room next to him was snoring, so he went into the next room and shot and killed the guy for <laughs> snoring. And then was arrested. He was talking shit in his sleep. And then was arrested for 17 years after that. If he had just not not shot a guy, guy in his sleep, sleep. <laughs> the easiest crime to not do is had, go into someone's room to shoot them while they're sleeping. I want to emphasize he had escaped for killing multiple people, three of them being police officers. He yeah. has gotten away. Several times. Several times. So he kills a person in his sleep for snoring, which brings the police in, and he's arrested again. Good lord. Jailed for 17 years. While he was in jail for 17 years, he got his law degree, and then came out and practiced as a lawyer after he got out of jail after 17 years. God damn it. Until he was shot and killed for playing dice and talking shit while playing (laughs) dice with somebody. (laughs) It's just, you look at some of these people, and you're like, you had all these opportunities. I... I compare these guys to professional athletes. I'm sorry. The ones who do... The professional athletes who do horrible things. Right. And then come back and get to go back to being professional athletes. And then do horrible things again. Right, and you're like, yeah. how many second chances do you need to yeah. not be an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> Where a normal person would be like, I would love to 
yeah. have a law degree and be a practicing lawyer at this point. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? No, that, that guy, was, that's the, the Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson of the, the Old West. Yes. Of just like, hey, everyone kind of let me go for that sugar tits thing. And then I'm going to keep being awful. I'm gonna, I'm just, <laughs> I decide I'm going to yell at everyone now. <laughs> Is that the lesson? Is that the mm -hmm. lesson I'm supposed to take away? Is everyone is sugar tits? Is yeah. <laughs> I, I learned that I get away with everything. Is that right? Yeah, so yeah. I, can, I can do worse stuff now. Is yeah. that it? Um, I really... How, why won't you guys stop me? Do I really need to let myself <laughs> off the chain? Stop me. Do I really... Please stop me. Or everyone is just going to get yelled at on the phone. Ah, uh, sugar tits. <laughs> Speaking of sugar tits. Now this is... <laughs> oh, what a wow. This is a bad segue. I... It's a female outlaw. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was the next one on my list. Uh, Belle Starr, um, who was actually a friend of the James brothers. She actually, they stayed at her place for a while. She interacted with the James Younger gang as well. Interacted? She was just around them. She was... Orgy. Associated with the James Younger gang. If, if that's a Gary. better phrase. I know. Yeah. Um, uh, she swaps. married a guy named Jim Reed. Did you say swaps? I was, was going to say swaps stories. Uh, okay, fashion stories. Got it. Okay. I, like, no, I, wasn't, I didn't know. It wasn't anything suspect. Like a, <laughs> <the way>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, she married a man named Jim Reed, who was also a retired Confederate guerrilla like the James and Younger gang were. That they. It's crazy that the Confederacy used guerrillas. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> as they're fighting for it. Yeah. They're, they're great in the trees. They're, they're, um... Mm, God, <laughs> that derailed me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jim Reed was killed for attempting escape from a deputy sheriff. Deputy. Deputy sheriff. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, but Jim Reed and uh, Bell Star were basically cattle hustlers, horse hustlers. Like they would steal cattle, steal horses, and then sell them. Uh, yeah, and so they oh. they weren't robbing like banks and stagecoaches, but they were basically living a life of crime. Yeah, they were they were like they were like car thieves. Yeah, basically. Weird. Stealing, going up to horses and stealing the radio out of them. <laughs> <laughs> you come back, your horse is just up on blocks. It's hooves. Are, it's, hooves are gone. The shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. Or you just, someone comes by with uh, there's like a horse with like hydraulics and stuff <laughs> awesome um after the death of her husband she continued planning and executing crimes some of a higher level she was known for bribing or seducing police anytime she got into trouble she was well known for getting out of almost any crime for favors Jesus. with the police do you mean sexual favors yes. Steve? <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's so much handwork he just, he, that none of it's going on the podcast. Well, not even that. Just all the hand movements, none of them were close to a thing people do. <laughs> you were just flailing your hands around. Uh, so she no. fucked cops? Not Is that what you're saying? saying? If she had to. <laughs> then just say that. Like, um, but she would get, get away from it. You pick anywhere. random times to get so weirdly prudish. <laughs> when it's actually just a fact that well, she did that no, shit. No, you were... You were Air traffic controlling, not doing anything sexual. If there was a light on me, the shadows behind me would have said everything. That's all I'm saying. It was a very your, detailed your, shadow. Your shadow work. work? Yes. Great. Um, it was. It would have been disgusting what you would have seen cast up on the wall. Um, Some everyone can do a wolf, but Steve can do it. Two, two cops. And one. <laughs> yeah, everyone can do a dog, but Steve can do doggy style on the shadow. Yeah, yes. It's pretty entertaining. It's great for the kids. <laughs> um, so, Bell Star was known as one of the best female gunslingers in the West until she was well. until she was shot. In... <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, <laughs> well, I mean, she was slinging more than guns. Oh, <laughs> mercy! <laughs> uh, but she was known as one of the best female gunslingers until she was shot and killed in 1889. Um, was she? Oh, yeah. Was she? Was she shot in a gunslinging duel? She was. Yeah, she was shot in a in a gun battle. Uh, but I don't know who shot her. I don't know who the person was that that shot her. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like we. This is off the recording, but we were talking about like Ronda Rousey being like the best, and then the, I was wondering if a female <laughs> shot Bell Star. Oh, like, oh she's the new best. She's the new best gun. Forget about Bell Star because she's dead. Uh, <laughs> but that's all I had on her. But she basically lived an entire life of crime. But she was known as being again. I saw a picture. The beauty standards in the old west are not. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. She's a very handsome woman. Well, no, she was known as one of like the the the. I'm looking her at Bell Star. She was able to seduce. She was one of the most you know attractive people. And I know that what people find beautiful changes from yeah, but also century to century. And I don't I don't mean this to be particularly rude, but Bell Star does sound like a modern day porn name. Yeah. Yeah. Looks kind of like Laura Linney. No. No? Okay. I, I like Laura Lady I, more. No, she yeah. looks, I mean, she looks like she has a tiny face and a bit on a big head. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like two little faces. We have a photograph we're head. looking at. Sorry. It's a, yeah, um, yeah we'll, have to, we'll have to post that to the... Um, to and the I'm not trying... I, I, I think it comes off as me being somewhat sexist. Being I was like, say, I don't know about, if I want to post it and be like, hey, look how ugly this lady no, is. It's, oh, it's, no, it's, it's no, not no. me like thinking about... like. her? No, that's a different one. That's old. No, because she died young. She died young, right? Okay, that's her. Yeah. It's fine. She's... Yeah. Um, but I, I don't want <laughs> this to come like, off because I, I think it sounds bad that we're looking at the looks of the one female outlaw. And we, although we did talk about oh, Jesse James. No, we absolutely like. talked about how he was But I was just saying because she is known for seducing, like, the police that arrest her and sheriffs and stuff. And I just, I, I, I started, I looked at a picture and I was like, I didn't see that. But I guess if it's the Old West, the sheriffs are maybe just, like, whatever female. Or is also just like, if someone's just like, hey, I'll blow you. Like, yeah, no, like, oh, well. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Kim. Jim. <laughs> Sorry. The fuck is Sorry. happening? Jim Killer Miller is my next outlaw. Killer Miller. Killer Miller. Uh, he was a famous gunslinger. Killed 50 people or more. Ooh. Uh, he killed, or, uh. He killed Pat Barrett, or Pat Garrett, sorry, I'm in my handwriting. Uh, he killed Pat Garrett, if we remember, <laughs> is the sheriff who shot Billy the Kid. Oh. Jim Killer Miller killed him, um, because his book title, way too way long. Way too long. He's so just, he he just, he just shot pissed him. off. He took a issue um, with it. But he was known for killing prominent figures, sometimes for money. Like, people would pay this guy to go out and kill sheriffs, U.S. Marshals, lawmen, all these people he would hunt down and kill. Spokespeople. Spokespeople. Celebrities. Um... Bud Frazier was the sheriff who killed Jim, shot him six times. Or no, sorry, he didn't kill him. Oh my God, my notes. Let me restart. Jim Killer Miller lived a full happy life. Uh, no no there one was, shot him. There was a gunfight between him and a sheriff named Bud Frazier where Bud Frazier shot Jim six times, but Jim was wearing a metal plate over his chest. No, come on. No. Come on. And none of them hit him. They all hit the metal plate. And then he quickly picked up a shotgun and killed Sheriff Frazier. Oh! Which, if we all remember, is Back to the Future 3. Is basically yeah. <laughs> what happened. So this guy went into a an actual shootout gun, you know, whoever draws. What are those called? A duel? Is it just a duel? Yeah, gun. What are they gun, called? Anything else? A gunfight. Gun gunfight. Showdown. Yeah. So, yeah, something. Gunfight. High noon. High noon. Gunfight. Quick draw. But went in with a metal plate over his chest to fight this sheriff, 
And then after got shot six times, been like, miss me, and then shot him with a shotgun. I mean, and I always have to raise the dumb and dumber question, what if he shot him in the face? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like He's it's... willing to take that chance. <laughs> he also yeah. had metal on his face. <laughs> <laughs> he just had a metal blade over his face. So the, so the sheriff was like, well, I'm not going to shoot him in the face. There's He's metal there. Metal, so I'll shoot him in the chest. Oh, metal there too! Oh, yeah. Come on. Just shows he was wearing a full Iron a Man full suit. suit of armor, yeah. <laughs> just walked out wearing an arm. Yeah, like a suit of like... armor. <laughs> oh, that guy, he, oh, that guy's invincible. He's the baddest gun in the West. <laughs> He's a slow draw. Yeah. He's, he can't run very fast, and he can't ride a horse to save his life. Mostly uses a broadsword. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sam Bass. He's, he's the quickest draw with a fucking mace. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Sam Bass. Sam Bass. Um, I have a really short blurb on this, but Sam Bass. The end. And Joel Collins were two outlaws in the West. They stole $60,000 from a Union Pacific. Oh, uh, that's a lot train, of Which was money. the largest robbery ever uh, for, a, for a Union. It said Union Pacific robbery. I don't know what the largest train robbery, but that's got to be pretty close. The largest for, train robbery is someone stole a train. Someone stole an entire train. <laughs> but like $60,000 back then. That's a lot of Old West money. The mm-hmm. reason I brought that up as it being a record setter for the most money ever stolen, I wanted it to be kind of a lead into my other outlaw. This is one of my my funny outlaw stories. Um, his name is Elmer McCurley. <laughs> I'm not even. Oh, it's, I'm handwriting McCurdy. Still, but I mean McCurley's funnier. McCurley's but... funnier, but Elmer McCurdy tried to rob a train he thought contained thousands of dollars. So this is his big like. He was an outlaw who was known for just being bad at being an outlaw. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he's like, they told him, this train is going to contain thousands of dollars. So he robbed the train, ended up taking $46, <laughs> because that's all the people on the train had. There yeah. was no money. There was no safes. There was nothing on the train. He was shot immediately after by lawmen <laughs> for stealing $46. In 19... This guy's life... Okay, so he's killed in 1911. Mm-hmm. His unclaimed body was embalmed and then sold to a traveling carnival. (laughs) His body was used as a prop in haunted houses, wax museums, fun houses, and carnivals. (laughs) All the way up till 1976. He couldn't even die right now. He couldn't even just fucking die and get buried. So for 65 years, his body is just propped up in all these things all over the I West. I think I've actually heard that story before. You will, because it gets into modern-ish times. Okay. 1976, they're filming an episode of The Six Million Dollar Man in a fun house in Long Beach, California. His body's in the background. Nobody at this point knows that he's not a wax figure or a prop because of how he was embalmed and how he is held up through all of this time. During filming, they bumped into oh, his body. Oh, boy. <laughs> a finger falls off. <laughs> and when they examined this thing, being like, oh, we damaged it, figured out that's human tissue. Oh, Did an autopsy, realized this is a human body. And he was finally buried in 1976 after being a prop for 65 years. Because you say he died in 1911. 1911 yeah. And then he was buried when? 1976. Jesus Christ. And he's just been, like, as people are going through haunted houses, he's just been blown like a spring and pops out. 
So that's Elmer McCurdy, probably oh, the worst outlaw ever to exist. What a great he career it. he had. You know, like, uh, what, just, oh, what a bummer. Yeah. That, that's just, that's just the biggest, like. The only, he was, he's truly an outlaw. Clearly had no friends, no family, because when he was murdered, they were like, no one who claims, claims the body? And they're like, nobody. And the guy, the undertaker who did it goes, I can make some money off this guy. Probably made more than the money he stole from the train selling his body <laughs> to a carnival being like, hey, you want this, uh, this cowboy body? Yeah, yeah, we do. Forty-seven dollars. <laughs> One extra buck. That makes. I wonder how I many probably, bodies were I'm, sold by undertakers I now. Mean, oh, probably. Oh, back a then, lot. quite a bit. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I mean, like, but like, like people would just people would find a random body, strip its flesh, and like sell it to other things. Sure. Sell it to other things. Like uh, sell it to like uh, for science. They would sell like. Well, that's different. That that, that that makes sense if you're selling. But those a body were actually for, like. Taking the the skin yeah. and muscle off, bleaching the skeleton. Yeah, not just embalming him to the point that he'll last the ages and sending the body off somewhere. They'd be like, "Hey, who wants this? Yeah, <laughs> who wants this guy with everything, like every part of him?" At least Ugh. he was successful in one career of being a mannequin. Hey. <laughs> he did a great job. He got to be on TV. He did the yeah. right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Even though he How died, many outlaws got to be on TV. He, he died before the invention of TV, and then got to be on TV <laughs> yeah. in the fucking seventies. Yeah, he, he did the reverse Cottrell. <laughs> Wasn't Wait. she in Mannequin? Cottrell? Oh, she was in Mannequin. Oh, I thought you were saying she was born like before the TV was invented and got to be on TV. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's why I thought you were saying it. I'm just like, like she's, she's not that old. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I know she was kind of the cougar of the Sex and the City bunch, but she's been around Christ. after TV. She wasn't oh, born no. before the television. No, but how many people died before the invention of TV and got to be on a TV show? Their actual body. Yeah. <laughs> One. I and think. the $6 million man. That's not a bad show to be yeah, on. Good that. for you, Elmer. Yeah, that was a hit show. Uh, <laughs> and then, he got to act with Lee Majors. <laughs> <laughs> how great is that? Poor guy. I know. What a, what a cartoon life. It was his life was so cartoony. His death was cartoony. His afterlife. Oh. <laughs> How much you get, Elmer? I got forty six bucks, and then just get shot in the back. <laughs> much that was back then 46 bucks wouldn't have been too bad right? i mean i, I in the I, late 1800s i don't know i would have gotten you a hat probably right <laughs> no, i imagine that <laughs> would have two horseshoes i feel like that would have got you like it would have been equivalent to like 300 dollars, probably yeah. something like that it'd probably be like oh well this will last probably, for a little bit yeah probably get you i need to get better at robbing trains it would it would last them if for you, a week or two probably maybe yeah, a month maybe a little more you could probably sparse it out like get a lot of as long whores. as you don't live as long as i say <laughs> As long as you don't live too extravagantly. He didn't even could... get to use it. No. That's the sad thing. His $46? Yeah. He's going to get $46 whores. <laughs> <laughs> All at once. Just a, <laughs> a pile of the worst. <laughs> just a blanket of syphilitic whores. Oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have them help me... <laughs> <laughs> practice train robberies <laughs> we'll just act it out they'll uh, all you, pretend to be train cars you act like you're the engineer <laughs> and you, you're, you're the, the coal shoveler oh. you're the caboose you're the caboose <laughs> um the only other outlaws i have were part of tombstone and were part of the okay corral they make good pizzas <laughs> they they after their death were made into pizzas <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Undertaker sold him. So I didn't know if we wanted to if we want to spend the rest of the time talking about Tombstone. We definitely can. We can get into that. 
Okay. Let's do what it. do you think? Let's do it. <laughs> Will it take longer than 20 minutes? Um, we can continue next episode if we need to, but I, I, I have a couple of the people that were involved in the shootout. So if you've ever seen the movie Tombstone, it is accurate. When I was doing, when I was reading up on what happened at the OK Corral, it is 100%. Well, yeah, not 100, percent but like 98 no, percent accurate. No, it's, it's actually pretty damn. Because you watch to... that movie and you're like, oh, they're sensationalizing the story and all this stuff. But no, it, it really happened that way. So the actual shootout did not take place at the OK Corral. It took place at a vacant lot about six blocks mm-hmm. down from yeah. the, six blocks, which is like six buildings down yeah. from yeah from the actual OK Corral. Um, it was a vacant lot where uh, a member. There was a gang that took place in Tombstone around that area known as the Cowboys, and the Cowboys were made up of a lot of different outlaws. Ike um, Clanton, and Ike Clanton, the Clanton brothers, the Billy, Clanton brothers, Billy yeah. and Ike Clanton, uh, Tom and Frank McLaurie, um, Ringo. I didn't write down Ringo's last name, but well, wasn't wasn't he named Johnny Ringo? Johnny Ringo, yeah, yeah. Johnny Ringo, um, Curly Bill, uh, Brocious, um, and Billy Claiborne. Those were some of the major and Pete ones. Best. Pete Best. Uh, the, the fifth cowboy. The fifth cowboy. Those those were the major <laughs> Even ones. Though you named like seven. No, no. <laughs> He was the fifth, though. Um, so the shootout <laughs> took place on October 26, 1881. It was a 30-second gunfight um, where 30 shots were fired in 30 seconds, Damn. basically. And it was between Wyatt Earp, Morgan Earp, Virgil Earp, and Doc Holliday versus only three guys, Billy Clanton and Tom and Frank McGlory. There were five guys that were in this vacant, vacant, vacant lot. What they were... Virgil... Uh, Curly Bill Brocious had shot and killed Marshall White. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wyatt Earp had come to his rescue. The town was going to lynch Curly Bill at that point because he was intoxicated. He had just shot the marshal. The marshal was well-liked. Um, because basically this town was... Tombstone was known as being like a free and loose town. You could do whatever you wanted. Well, yeah. And the law kind of looked the other way as long as you weren't hurting anybody. Well, it was a very... Because didn't even Wyatt Earp go there in the first place because he was going to make money opening a bar The Earps were like, actually known for being pimps. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they made their money is from running gambling facilities yeah. after they got done being lawmen. They were lawmen. Actually, uh, Virgil fought in the Civil War for the Union. Yeah. Uh, but they basically went to just make money. And they Wyatt made Earp- money by running brothels and running right. casino, well, casinos, but... Gambling, gambling establishment. But by that point, Wyatt Earp was already still kind of well-known. Yeah. Yeah, right. and he had quit. He had and been a lawman in Kansas, lawman. and yeah. he's like, I'm done with this. I've killed too many people. I'm, I've, I've had I'm enough. Done. Yeah, I want to quiet I, I just want to make my yeah. money, settle down with my family, Yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. It's Other people's problems aren't my problems anymore. Yeah. That's what he did. And so they, they came in here knowing this is a place they can set up a gambling place, that nobody would take their money, that it was pretty cheap to live, and that there were a lot of... People that would basically just deal in prostitutes and gambling, and that's it. And yeah. that's how we're going to make our money. And we'll we'll run things on the, you know, we'll run a gambling establishment. If things happen, we're all well enough that we can defend ourselves, right. but we'll make a lot of money. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know how accurate the movie is in, in this part, but, like, I mean, in the movie, and I'm sure it probably did happen, he got there and everyone wanted him to be a lawman of Tombstone. Yeah, right away they said, we could really use your help because these cowboys are kind of running yeah. things. And he said, I don't care. That's what I want. Yeah. I want these cowboys coming in gambling, drinking, and leaving. He kind of weirdly wanted to be an outlaw, even though he it wasn't. He wanted to run a business. Right. But, but he was he, preying on yeah, the wanted, money of the... Yeah. bad people in this town. Exactly, yeah. Um, and he could care less about the other town citizens that are like, well, they're kind of, they, they've roughed up my shop. I don't care. Yeah. I'm done being a lawman. Like, that's kind of, and so I don't want to make Wyatt Earp sound bad. He was just done with it. This is not his problem. And I, I think there's a lot of people today who could 
say that. Like, I'm going to retire, basically, make money, and yeah. your problems are not my problems anymore. Right, yeah. Um, so they moved in. The problem is, is that after Marshall White was killed, uh, Bill Brocious, uh, Wider, kind of rushed in and made sure he gets a fair trial. He was exonerated of the charges. I don't know how, because um, it was not self-defense. He just shot a man in cold blood, but he, yeah. was, he was let go. Um, but it's thought that the Cowboys had so much influence over lawmakers. There was a Sheriff Behan who was appointed. Mm -hmm. He was like the sheriff of the area. He was in charge like of a, all, a bunch of different towns. He was above that, but he was known. Oh. He was like a U.S. sheriff. He's the, he's the mustachioed turd in the movie. Yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah. he really was. The, the Cowboys, little, little bowler hat. The, the, the dandy yeah. with the mustache. The Cowboys. He doesn't want to get his hands he dirty. He was in their pocket. They, yeah. he, oh. he protected the Cowboys yeah. because they paid him, they elected him, they got him in this position. And so he was basically like, and a lot of judges were like that, that they didn't rule against the Cowboys. So if the Cowboys killed somebody, oh, self-defense, oh, well, you know, whatever. It was an accident. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, however, Virgil actually did step in. Uh, he's the oldest brother of the Earps. He stepped in and said, I'm going to be acting marshal at this time. Yes. And no more guns when you're in the city. Mm -hmm. And that was partly because he still wanted to be lucrative. And guns hurt his business. There was too much killing going on in Tombstone that nobody came into their gambling establishment. Nobody did, because everyone was terrified that they're just going to get shot by these guys. Because when they get drunk, they just start shooting people. Yeah. And so he said, no more guns. When you're in the city, no more guns. When you're outside of the city, you can have your gun. That's it. Just don't walk around town with a gun on you. You yeah. can drink, you can do whatever, just don't have a gun on you. Uh, then the cowboys were very upset at that. Ike actually came into town armed and threatened to kill. Ike, in the movie, is portrayed correctly. He was a... The loud coward. Idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he would walk around saying, I'm going to kill the Earps. I'm going to kill the Earps. I'm going to kill the Earps. He actually gave away a lot of the cowboys after uh, Morgan was killed. He came to the Earps and said, it's all these guys. I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't kill your brother. It's all these guys. Um, and then after the Earps went around telling people that, oh, he gave you up. He gave you up. Then he came back and said, I'm going to kill the Earps for ratting me out and all this <laughs> stuff. So nobody rats on a rat. Exactly. But I mean, he was just, he was a little wiener. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but after Ike, so Ike was brought in for coming into the city arms. Herbs are spreading a rumor that I'm a tiny wiener. <laughs> tiny hands. <laughs> so, they, so they brought him in because he came into the city with a gun saying, I'm going to kill the Earps. I, you know, I'm going to be the one that does it. So they came and got him and he said, I, I, I don't want any trouble. And they put him in jail. Um, and then the Cowboys came and bailed him out and said, let him out. It was his brother who let him out, uh, Billy Clanton. Um, then once they get him out, they go to this vacant lot and they're all armed. Citizens are telling them that they all have guns on him. They're hanging out in this vacant yeah. lot, basically talking about how we're done with this. We're going to kill, uh, Virgil Earp and the, this is it. So Virgil goes to break this up. Sheriff Behan is in the city that day and he comes up to Virgil and says, it's okay. I already disarmed him. It's fine. He didn't. Yeah. Um, he's like, they don't have any guns. I already checked. You don't need to go. And he, you know, he says, get out of my way. I'm going to go check. So Virgil, why play the audio of, you can probably do that. But it plays out true from what I read in, in the history is Virgil Morgan, uh, Wyatt and Doc Holliday go into the, this vacant lot and they say, we don't want any trouble. Put your guns away. They all, the, one of the, the, McLory brothers pulls his gun and they all immediately pull their gun and they're at the standstill. Well, Ike comes running out of the lot saying, I'm unarmed. I don't want any part of this. And he, actually, he actually grabs Wyatt and says, don't, you know, I'm unarmed. Don't shoot me. And Wyatt actually in history said, 
get to fighting or get to leaving, whatever the, the line from the movie is. I don't remember what it is. But. White Earp in real life actually said a thing. I don't remember what it is. Uh, uh, it's uh, actually the line in the movie. Get but, but busy like dying someone... or get busy fighting. That's the line. Nope. Uh, but it, it's it's get to fighting or get out of my way. It's, it's, uh, yeah. it's, uh, it's something like... It's like get in the fight or something like yeah. that. I can't. And remember. so, so Ike runs away, and so does an outlaw named Billy Clyborne. Who, after the shootout, people are like, "Why'd you run away?" And he said, "I didn't have my gun on me," is what he said. The more I read about this guy, he might have. He might have just been another little wiener. Um, <laughs> well, the little wiener gang. <laughs> but what's interesting when you read about the history of the fight is Virgil has said that he knew he was going to get shot on the first shot. Um, they got shot in the leg, right? Yes. Tom and Frank McLory and Billy Clanton, and they were very close to each other in this gunfight. They were, I, I want to say it's like 15 to 20 feet apart in this gunfight. That's just... <laughs> and so many misses. That's the same. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like when you, when you think of like Western movies, you see they're always like, you're shooting guys like, on like Way on top, down of, the street. top of the saloon. Or down, you know, it's like, yeah. But then you find out some of these fights were just like, hi, we are very close to each and other. And we're still just missing each other. <laughs> I mean, well, and, and the, the guns weren't always like super accurate. Sometimes no, they you weren't. Had, like, oh, God, no, no. You had a piece of shit gun that you didn't really check the sights on. You aim well, it. And most of the handguns, they hadn't because... been bored yet to where the bullets were coming out at a straight line. They were mm -hmm. coming out at different angles depending mm -hmm. on how they spun out of the barrel. Exactly. Yeah. And so one could just shoot straight up. Up, you know so you didn't know but everyone in this fight got hit except for wider he's the only person who didn't take any shot at all out of all the shots that were fired virgil said i mean it's smart gunfighting virgil said he knew which one of these three he knew that frank mclory was aiming to shoot him he also knew that tom mclory was the best shot out of the three so virgil specifically shot at tom until he knew he hit him and knew that frank was aiming at him and took the shot from frank knowing that Frank was a bad shot. So he shot and killed Tom McLory as Frank shot him in the leg, knowing when they drew guns, he knew who was pointing at him, but he knew who he had to kill first to keep anyone else from getting hit. Ugh. So Tom McLory was the first one down because he was the best shot. Just, just, a, just That's such a... It's, it's such a, a level of badass thinking that I'll never have. To be no, like, when oh, you've got guns drawn and you're like, I have to kill this guy first. Like, I'm going to kill that guy. This guy's going to shoot me, but it's not It's not going to be bad. But I'm going to shoot this guy first. I have a better chance letting this guy shoot me than letting this guy live, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just like, good So Lord. Tom McClory died <laughs> first. The, the hyper-awareness you have to have for uh, that, too. Yeah. As someone as someone has a fucking, like, multiple guns in your direction. Maybe not exactly at you, but, like, in your yeah. direction. And you're like... Yeah. Oh, just the, the calculation. You're, you're still of... facing down guns and then be, being able to have, like, a well-thought-out plan. Yeah. And how and, to deal with these guys. And knowing you're gonna take a hit from yes, a bullet. Yes, So, <laughs> which, from what I've heard, is not pleasant. No, it's, it's not, not the it's best. It's not a pleasant thing. So, being shot nobody, anywhere. Nobody knew why the first shot happened. In the movie, it's because Doc Holliday winks. At yeah, one of them, but I, I Thomas Hayden Church. Yes, so. that started a lot of duels back then. A lot of winking, got a lot of winking, a lot of pursed lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't blow someone a kiss, yeah, and then... <laughs> yeah, that's how a lot of wars started. Mm. I actually, uh, I wanted to say uh, before we got too far away from the OK Corral that shootout. Uh, I actually got to go to Tombstone when I was younger, and they still have like that preserved, and they'll do like walking tours where you walk from the OK Corral to the lot, mm -hmm. and they'll show you like where things happened. Yeah. And like it's... Val Kilmer does the tours now, right? Yeah, he's not doing much. Well, yeah, no, not a lot else. Uh, no, it was... Come be my Huckleberry <laughs> and take this tour. And then he winks at you. Yeah. Then you can shoot him if you brought a gun. <laughs> um, but there's still no carrying laws in Tombstone, so usually they don't have guns. There you go. 
Uh, I think that's kind of everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's changing. It's, it's, it's going sadly going away. We're going back to the out. It's sadly the old, going the old the west. Um, but Tom McGlory was the first to die. Then Billy Clanton. Then Frank McGlory was the last. Um, Morgan got shot in the arm, kind of in the shoulder area. Virgil got shot in the leg. Doc Holliday got shot also in the arm somewhere, but it wasn't his shooting arm. It was like the other arm um, that he took a bullet. His other arm. His other arm. Third arm. I think left arm. But Wyatt Earp, again, the only one who didn't get hit at all. And this was the reputation of Wyatt Earp, that he was in so many gun battles and nobody could hit him. Yeah. Um, And the reason I say that is when he chased down everyone else, there was a shootout. Uh, I believe it's called Silver Creek, but he, he there's a shootout with with uh, Curly Bill Brocious when he tracks him down. There are five people on the other bank of a river shooting at Wyatt Earp, and then Wyatt Earp has his group with him. Um, it was Doc Holliday, Wyatt Earp, and there are two others, and I can't remember their name. It was they were former members of the Cowboys who actually who actually joined sides. up with yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Michael Rooker was one of them. No, he yeah. died before then. <laughs> oh, he did. Die oh, yeah, right, right. Right. Um, but the, it was two it was two more brothers, oh, yeah. and I can't think of their name. Um, but anyway. There's a shootout at the river. At the end of the shootout, they ended up running away. So that's a little bit different than the movie. Uh, Wyatt Earp does kill Curly Bill, but does not kill everyone. And they actually get on their horses and ride away. A couple of the people with Wyatt Earp get shot in different places and have to take off running. But they kill most of the people they wanted to kill at that point. Yeah. But Curly Bill shoots at Wyatt Earp with a shotgun as he's crossing the river. Nothing hits him. All these people open fire on Wyatt Earp. He unloads with a shotgun. First shot straight to the chest of Curly Bill, taking him down. He kills two more of the cowboys before taking off and running. When it's all said and done, Wyatt Earp's coat that he wore, which was like a trench coat yeah. kind of thing, full of holes. And not hit at all. None hit him. Ugh. His ammo belt had been shot off. His boot had a bullet lodged in the heel. <laughs> they said that there were at least 20 holes in his coat. He has nothing in him. He may have been a demigod. That's just like and on both sides, like holes on both sides like, of his coat. Like I have days where I'm just like, God damn it, why do I keep stubbing my toe? Like I just keep it where it's like it's like every turn I make, but then this guy can just walk into bullets and nothing happens. Nothing hit him. The, in all of this, Wyatt Earp was never hit in all of his shootouts with all of the people he faced down. He hunted down and killed almost all of the cowboy gang, and the reason he did that is because after the shootout at the OK Corral, the cowboys retaliated. They maimed Virgil. And then killed Morgan. And then killed Morgan through a window at uh, at the saloon. Mm-hmm. They actually shot him through the window and killed him. Poor Bill Paxton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that was, responsible... That was, that was in his career, that part in his career where he just died the, and everything. The people who have claimed... <laughs> response, Sean Bean is the new Bill Paxton. <laughs> the people oh, shit. Who, <laughs> the people who have killed him, who came forward and said, I, I we killed Morgan and we shot Virgil because they were proud of it, was Curly Bill, uh, uh, Johnny Ringo, and Billy Claiborne. Billy Claiborne. Uh, Billy Claiborne ran from the fight as well as Ike. Ike lived a long time because he yeah. basically, every time he was in a fight, said, I don't want to... Yeah. He, he didn't he was, mind he being was, a coward. He was all talk. Oh, yeah. He would step down anytime oh, sure. and said, yo, you're the bigger man. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, he lived a long time doing that. So, again, that's why Paint Outlaws is like, if you want to live a long life, you're kind of a coward. Yep. You got it. You, you can or your white herb. You got yeah. But if you're if you're an outlaw, you got to be willing to give up everybody and then perform. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, now I'm going on tour showing me ratting my friends out. <laughs> oh, I'm just a rat. Yes, I'm only a rat. And that's how they got the inspiration. I don't want to have any of that. Templeton is based off. Yeah. Um, but so basically, after killing his brother and maiming Virgil, Virgil got out of there after that because he was so badly hurt. He 
couldn't function as a yeah. gunslinger. I just see shit. a weird indie film now called Maiming Virgil. Maiming <laughs> Virgil. Um, Wyatt Earp with Doc Holliday and the the two. I, God, I wish I knew their names. They the two brothers that left the Cowboys. Laurel and Hardy. Sure. They uh, we'll call them the Parker brothers. They <laughs> the Parker brothers. They they chased down and killed almost all the Cowboys over the course of. Or Cowboys said we're done. We're not Cowboys anymore. They show that in the movie. It's the people dropping their red. Yeah, yeah, it's saying, yeah I'm it not. was it was either I mean yeah in the movie and I don't know if that was real but it was it was either I'm killing you or you stop being a cowboy yeah I don't want to hear you being it was, a cowboy it, anymore which was great is like he didn't even want to actually kill the outlaws he just wanted to kill that group like so if you if right. you quit that club I'm not gonna kill you yeah <laughs> is it McCutcheon I'm I'm gonna look this up because it's bugging me and I want I want to give oh but you want to give facts uh, I'll vamp again <laughs> oh shit so. <laughs> So the first time I ever got pulled over, I got two tickets. One was for failing to yield at a yellow light, and one was for speeding. Oh, and what thing, an outlaw. No, no, that's the thing I was so upset, because I took a right on a yellow light, and then I was listening to Eminem, which is the saddest part of the whole story, is that I'm like listening to loud rap music. Being a real gangster. Being a real, being a real gangster in fucking small town Iowa. Yeah. And then I got pulled over and got two tickets at once. It was the only time I ever got like speeding tickets. <laughs> It's insane. What are your other run-ins with the law? Hurry, Steve. I'm uh, trying. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any run-ins so the, the law. Like, that's, that's kind of the long and short of it. So they st- they, <laughs> That's your outlaw career? Pretty much. Gotta take so that story on tour. The Earp Party <laughs> came across uh, Bill Brocious, Pony... Oh, we should throw an Earp Party. I'll throw an Earp Party. Um, Pony Deal, Johnny Barnes, Frank Patterson, Milt Hicks, Bill Hicks... Bill Johnson. Bill Hicks? Bill, Bill Hicks Hayden? was there, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, Bill Johnson, Ed Lyle, and Johnny Lyle. Uh, they were at this spring where they came across them. Um, it's the McMasters brothers. There you go. Uh, and then uh, Doc Holliday, um, Warren Earp. I didn't know there was another Earp. Uh, Turkey Creek Jack Johnson was there. What a great name. You gotta remember Turkey Creek Jack Johnson. <laughs> um, yeah, he plays a lot of mellow music, but you know. <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. <laughs> Warren Earp. Oh, he's, he's the youngest brother of all of them. So Morgan Virgil Wyatt Warren is their baby brother. He came out and helped. That's not in the movie. No. Warren Earp was helping Wyatt Earp track down these cowboys. That seems like it would be like that's you're, a lot. You're like three quarters that's, of the that's way. That's a lot. Yeah. Because yeah, by the time you get to the OK Corral, that's like so. These are the, the these are the three eldest brothers. But then Warren Earp. There's also a James Earp and a Newton Earp. Um, but Warren Earp Newton invented the cookie. <laughs> <laughs> So they met each other at these springs, and they all exchanged fire. But again, Wyatt was one of the few that wasn't hit. They killed a bunch of people on the other side. Um, the other person I wanted to talk about in the last little bit was the one I talked about. Besides Ike, uh, Billy Claiborne. Billy ran away from the fight as well. Cly- Clyborne? Billy Clyborne. Clyborne, not Clyborne. Uh, in 1881, Billy the Kid dies. Mm. Billy Clyborne then goes around telling people, I'm Billy the Kid now. You call me that because he's dead. Oh, so, so he wasn't like claiming to be Billy the Kid, but he no, was, he's what? saying that's my nickname now. <laughs> um, hey guys, just so you know, I'm the I'm, I want you guys to call me the King of Pop. <laughs> that, that name's up for grabs. Yeah. It's up for grabs. It's available now. So, uh, so, so but I'm, that's that's I'm what the, he did. Billy the Kid. The weeks after Billy the Kid was shot, Billy Clyborne's going around being like, "Now you call me Billy the Kid." <laughs> Three people refused to do so, so he shot and killed them. <laughs> um, so this was in 1881 that he's demanding people call him Billy the Kid. A year later, he's shot and killed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you got to have that title for one year. Uh, uh, it's like, 
It's almost dumb to that now in the future we know that story. Like we know the story of a guy being like, I want to be Billy the Kid, and then he got yeah. shot a fucking year later. Like that's like it's so dumb that we that that's we get to tell this guy's story but now. This is, Fuck this, that guy. But again, looking back on this though, I I when you read about these outlaws and you see the movies, you're like, oh, these were grown men. This guy was at the OK Corral. He was twenty. Yeah. He's a twenty-year-old guy running away from a fight, being like, oh. "I'm unarmed." Yeah, yeah. Well, Sam Elliott played Virgil. I'm sure he was supposed to be like twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> Virgil was older. You, you looked rough back then, but he was in his yeah. he was in his thirties. Um, the pictures, though, if you look up the pictures, Tombstone again did a really good casting job. Like they do kind of look like. Oh, really? Like, Virgil looks like Sam Elliott <laughs> in oh, real nice. life. That's awesome. Um, but uh, no, this guy died at 22. So this is a 21-year-old kid walking around being like, call me Billy the Kid, damn it. That's I'm also younger, name. so I'm even more of a kid. It's, yeah. a le- it's a lesson to you out there. Don't try and give yourself a nickname. It never works. <laughs> no, don't you do that. You just come off like a douche. Yeah, let, really it, let it come if naturally. You, if you try to start your own nickname. Oh, what, did he have a nickname before? He was like, he was, uh, it was, it was like Billy Claiborne. Billy, Billy the turd. And he's like, I'm the kid. <laughs> Stop calling me the turd. Billy, like Billy Gunderslug. <laughs> really hated that nickname. Um, that's that's all I got on all that. On Tombstone and all that Dope. fun stuff. Cool. But, uh, yeah, you said you had visited Tombstone. I have. I went when I was a really little kid. I would love mm-hmm. to go back. Because I, I do want to see it now, knowing what I know now and being... A little bit more adult. I I went there when I was like seven. Well, it's so. gonna be more embarrassing though when you go back this time. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing the hat. I will be talking <laughs> like that. Call me Steve the Kid. <laughs> no. Do it. I'll kill you. No. <laughs> I'm an adult. <laughs> I only remember the the tour, and I remember that we ate in like a a, a bar in town. And there was a someone got shot through the window. <laughs> there was a Johnny. There was a Johnny Cash impersonator, or like he just oh, had. It all may have been him. I, I gave I gave that guy money to play Ring of Fire. I'm sure he got that all the time, but it just made me laugh. Well, I, he wants that all the time. If he's a Johnny Cash impersonator, yeah, he wants to be. It's worse than when I gave him twenty bucks and said, "Do girls just want to have fun?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, girls, <laughs> girls just want to have fun. <laughs> Oh, there you go. That's my. Well, that's the rest of the outlaws from the old west. That's we, uh, that's all of them. There that's were, all of them. There's were, no more. There were a total of fifteen outlaws. In the the old rest west. had much shorter claims to fame. We're talking days because everybody else that we read was a, an outlaw for like two years at max. And those are the infamous those are the big ones. ones. Those, yeah, those are infamous. Are, those are the big ones. I was killing people till I was twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> Started my career at nineteen. Yep. Oh boy. Yep. Stealing all that clothes and dairy. What a legacy I've left behind. Oh, man. Think if they were alive today. They could steal cheese hats. They could knock off both in one <laughs> swing. What a, what, those, a, what an age we live in. All those Wisconsin outlaws. <laughs> well, that'll do it for us. You should, you should, if you're listening to this, I hope you did it because you subscribed on iTunes. And if not, you should go do that. It's just a button. Just go push that yep. button on yeah, the old it's iTunes. For, it's for free, and then you don't have to worry Absolutely. about it. Absolutely. You'll just add it on to your thing. It just pops up in your yep. computer. And if yeah. you like us on Facebook, you'll see if we add any photos, anything like that. You can see those yeah. as well. Yep. Our, I'm not saying we're going to. Our but... tasteful nudes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> very tasteful. Yep. Also, uh, check us out on YouTube. We still have four videos up there if you want to watch those. <laughs> so. More are coming. We more think. are coming, yep. We'll We're do open. some more videos. Uh, and, uh, and email us, advancedbspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, at advancedbs. And then just have the, the best day. Yeah? Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>